You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of True Grit. Mr. Cogburn, in your four years as U.S. Marshal, how many men have you shot? Shot or killed? Let us restrict it to killed so that we may have a manageable figure. Mr. Cogburn? What do you want, girl? I'm looking for the man who killed my father. Man's name is Tom Cheney, and I need somebody to go after him. What's your name? My name is Maddie Ross. Are you some kind of law? I'm a Texas Ranger. I know Cheney. It is at least a two man job taking him alive. Marshal Cogburn? Can we depart this afternoon? We? Oui. I'm going with you. Congratulations, you've graduated from Marauder to Wet Nurse. He's being followed. What do we do, Marshal? You missed your shot, Cogburn. Just let this go. I thought you were going to say the sun was in your eyes. That is to say, your eye. You got a lot of experience with bounty hunters, do you? That is a silly question. I am 14. You can run on for a long time. Time for you to go home. I don't like you. Will not go back, not without Cheney, dead or alive. Gotta cut you down. Cheney's here! Help me, Marshal! Now what, Cogburn? Them boys, don't think about the wrath that's about to set down on it. Cheney and his gang are rough life. I do not regret shooting your father. All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for True Grit, and the story is as follows. After an outlaw named Tom Chaney murders her father, feisty 14-year-old farm girl Maddie Ross hires Rooster Cogburn, a boozy, trigger-happy lawman, to help her find Chaney and avenge her father. The bickering duo are not alone in their quest, for a Texas ranger named Labeef is also tracking Chaney for reasons of his own. Together, the unlikely trio ventures into hostile territory to dispense some Old West justice. The film is starring Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, Josh Brolin, Barry Pepper, and Haley Steinfeld. It is written and directed by Joel Cohen and Ethan Cohen, otherwise known as the Cohen Brothers. Here to join me for this Patreon podcast throwback review, I have Josh Parm. Hello, hello. Michael Schwartz. Hello, everyone. And we also have two Patreon guests here joining us today. First up, returning back to the show is Shane Namora. Oh, from Hawaii. And also joining us here, we have Jason Woods. Happy to be here with you tonight. After all, they tell me you're a man of true grit, Matt. I try. I really do try. I try to lay off the booze as much as I possibly can to exhibit such qualities, you know. Uh, So true grit, a Western from the Coen Brothers, a traditional Western from the Coen Brothers, because there are many who feel that No Country for Old Men is a modern Western in many ways. And I I definitely agree with that statement. But this is definitely a classic throwback. It is an adaptation of Charles Portis's 1968 novel of the same name. 
Uh, there was a film adaptation done in 1969, famously starring John Wayne, which won him his Oscar. Uh, I know I said before that, you know, a remake, but, you know, they say it's an adaptation. It's not necessarily a remake. I believe it because very much when you put the previous 1969 version up against this one, the the differences are pretty, pretty extreme. And this is very much a Coen Brothers movie through and through the entire way. This was a box office hit when it came out. Uh, I garnered Academy Award nominations. We are 10 years removed from the release of this movie, which is pretty incredible to think about. How well does it hold up today? Let's pass it over first to one of our guests here. Shane, what do you think of True Grit? All right. Uh, I really like it a lot. Um, at the time in 2010, it was my number two uh, of the year behind Black Swan. Um, this rewatch didn't hold up to that number two spot. Uh, I would actually put The Social Network up there. I think that movie has really aged really well for me. Um, I'm not a huge Coen Brothers fan, but I think this is one of their most accessible films and my second favorite right behind, obviously, No Country for Old Men. Uh, I think the acting is great. I'm a huge Matt Damon fan. I thought this was a tremendous debut from Haley Steinfeld. It got so many Oscar nominations, right? So I think the cinematography is beautiful. The writing is great. I think the score is underrated. I think the score is really nice, but we'll get into that with um, all of the awards segment. But yeah, overall, I really, really like this film. Okay. All right. And then passing it over to our other guest here, Jason, what do you think of True Grit? I'm going to give it a solid meh. Oh. It, it was there. Um, the interesting thing about this movie to me is that it's it's not so much the sum of its parts. It's got great acting. I think the cinematography is great. Uh, it is a Coen Brothers movie through and through, and, and I am a, a, a pretty big Coen Brothers fan. But ultimately, I just walk away from the movie having enjoyed it, but I don't feel much beyond that. Okay. I'm interested to dig into the reasons as to why in a little bit, actually, because I actually think that that's how maybe I felt when I saw the movie back in 2010. Uh, this movie didn't even crack my top 10 that year, I remember. But watching it again most recently, I, I, I have a different tune about it for sure. So I'll be curious to know if... Uh, your thoughts on this movie aligned with mine 10 years ago. Kicking it over now to Michael Schwartz. Yeah, so Matt, you mentioned that it's been 10 years since Drew Grit came out, and that is just crazy to me because it feels like yesterday that I was going to see this in theaters. I remember that Oscar season so vividly, and really everything leading up to uh, the release of Drew Grit. It was one of the final movies to drop that season. It was right after James, uh, James, Jeff Bridges, excuse me, Jeff Bridges uh, won his Oscar for Crazy Heart, uh, earlier that year and this is the big role to follow it up it's uh that john wayne oscar winning part as rooster cogburn and everyone wanted to see what he would do with it so there was much anticipation can it possibly live up to the hype and in the moment it did i remember seeing it in theaters and absolutely loving it it was at the time people considered it the most straightforward and mainstream film from the coen brothers and i think that still remains 10 years later it's not necessarily a comment on the Western genre so much as it is, it is just an actual Western done by the Coens. It's infused with their uh, trademark humor. It's their most accessible commercial film. And for me, it's just a full on winner across the board. It's a witty, thrilling, heartfelt and satisfying movie movie. And I mean movie movie with all capital letters. It is the type of thing that 
gets people excited to go to the theater and see something smart and mature and well done. And we don't get nearly enough movies like this 10 years later. So I am a huge fan of True Grit and can't wait to break it down because I just loved watching this movie again and was reminded why I loved it in the first place. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, $170 million domestically at the box office for a movie like this. I mean, that is that is a feat, you know, and that is something that does not happen often for sure. So I think there definitely is a certain quality that this movie has that was able to drive up that much interest around it at the time of its release. Uh, Josh, what about you? Do you echo those sentiments? So I am definitely a really big fan of the Coen brothers. Um Pretty much like all of their filmography, I I find something interesting and fascinating to dissect with. And I remember when I first saw True Grit back in 2010, really, really liking it. It was in my top 10. I thought it was really, really great. Maybe not up there with their better movies, but still a pretty solid effort. But it had been some time since I last saw it, and I revisited it for our discussion tonight, and... I got to say that I'm still pretty much in love with the movie. I grant you that it's a little bit more on the conventional side than what we normally see from the Coens, but I don't think really that much is lost in terms of their sensibilities at storytelling. I still find this movie to be very riveting, very funny in a lot of places, and they create some really great characters to watch with some fantastic performances on display. So it, it may not be quite as daring as some of their more quote-unquote interesting work but i think just as like pure cinematic entertainment i just have so much fun with this movie i think it's a blast and i still think it's great yeah i think in terms of commercial mainstream entertainment true grit is such an entertaining 
Coen Brothers movie to watch. And for the record, I think like pretty much all the Coen Brothers movies for the most part are entertaining to some degree or another. Uh, you always get something unique out of the movie watching experience when you're watching a Coen Brothers film. And I really, really much appreciate that. I think a lot of that has to come down to the way that they write dialogue and they write characters. And in True Grit, that is no surprise that the characters here, uh, Rooster Cogburn, Matty Ross, Texas Ranger Labeef. <laughs> I mean, even the smaller roles uh, played by people like Domino Gleason, who, man, it's funny to rewatch this and be like, oh, that, that's Domino Gleason. There are <laughs> you know? so many people in this movie who I didn't know 10 years ago. And then watching it again, I'm like, oh, my God, that's Donald Gleason or Elizabeth Marvel. Or is that J.K. Simmons voice that I hear in the background? There are so yep. many little bits that you pick up on seeing these people come into actors of their own since this it's pretty remarkable absolutely and you know this was the debut of Haley steinfeld which is remarkable for what she's able to accomplish in this more on her in a little bit here but like i was saying before i think just in terms of pure studio mainstream entertainment it doesn't get any better than this because by all accounts this should not be the kind of movie that you would expect from the coen brothers um, and it's got a budget of almost $40 million. It looks amazing. It sounds amazing. I think, and this is where, like I said, I think this is where maybe with Jason, him and I might be a little bit aligned here because when I saw this in 2010, I really, really admired the performances, the writing, the craft. I admired so much about like aspects of this movie. For me, the big thing and to a lesser extent now, but back then, it was the story. It was the story of this girl who is trying to avenge her father's death. And she goes to a man that she has been told has true grit. And as the story goes on, we come to realize that she's the one who actually has true grit. And I do think that the movie does then try with its epilogue to talk about like the changing of time and you know like the last line of the movie time just gets away from us and so on and so forth and i do feel like it's a little messy then in terms of its overall thesis if you will of like what the movie's ultimately like trying to say so while like i love the individual back and forth uh witty dialogue exchanges that take place. I love the characters, love the performances. For me, it's like the overall story is like a little weak. Is that is that was that where you're at, Jason? You know, for me, I, I don't mind the story so much. Uh, I, I want to put out a few things. Uh, I, I'm from Arkansas, which is where uh, the book and the movie are set. I, I actually grew up not far from Fort Smith, where uh, the beginning of the movie takes place. I have read the book, you know, this this Western part and this Arkansas thing. It's it's part of my heritage and my blood. Um, so I don't mind the story. Uh, and, and of course, having read the book, there are a few beats that, that I feel are a bit more fleshed out in the book versus the movie. What really loses it for me is at a certain point within the movie, the crux of the story is the relationship uh, between these characters played by Jeff Bridges and Haley Steinfeld. Uh, and I just don't feel it that, you know, there are these two critical moments where, um, you know, he, he is a, about to be shot down when he's under the horse or when he has to run and carry her through the snow. You know, she's dying of poison. Uh, she is supposed to feel 
jeopardy for him. We're supposed to feel like, oh, no, something will be lost if Jeff Bridges dies. And then we're supposed to feel like, oh, well, now he's going to carry her because he cares so much about her. And I never felt this relationship between those two characters. Uh, I, I think that that really lost the movie for me. I do think that the movie is trying to convey that there is this mutual respect that has grown between the two because of the journey that they've both been on. But you know what? I wasn't even thinking in those terms. And even then, I have to kind of agree with you. I don't know if the movie is as emotion or, or the movie like never gets me as emotional as maybe I'm supposed to feel in terms of their relationship. I don't know. Like, what, what, what do you guys think, Josh? I mean, I think that the emotional crux of their relationship isn't like the most complex or dynamic, but I think that their interplay with their dialogue together, I, I just find that to be so charming and endearing that by the time we get to the end, I do agree with you, Matt, that I think like the epilogue in particular sort of does a little too much in like the last five or 10 minutes of the movie. And that's where I don't know if the movie like completely sticks the landing in terms of that conclusion. But I think everything leading up to that point, I do find their interaction quite endearing. And I think that is mostly on the strength maybe of the performances. But I still think that enough is there for me to be invested in their journey along the way. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our review of True Grit here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get this exclusive podcast review and other exclusive podcast content from us. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and we are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. If you are feeling generous, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and a comment, rate us five stars, and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Hey there! I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.